Welcome to Podcast Therapy. I'm your host, Suzanne Whitman. Let's face it, trying to find a new podcast is like going down the proverbial rabbit hole. But if you're listening to Podcast Therapy, I do the work for you by featuring favorite podcasts from friends, listeners, and even interviewing the podcasters themselves. Join me every week for a new episode because podcast therapy is cheaper than retail therapy. And while you're here, let me take a minute to thank Mosaic the Label for supporting this podcast. They design lifestyle products for the ethically and racially diverse, from hoodies to keychains, stickers, and more. What I love most about Mosaic the Label is their mission to empower and uplift other mixed minorities through their carefully curated products. To get 20% off your first purchase, go to mosaicthelabel.com and enter the code Podcast Therapy 20. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Hi, Tiffany. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm so really excited to be on your podcast. <laughs> Me too. I'm really excited. I, I'm not sure where this is going to go. Um, I think that's why I'm excited about it. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, why don't we start with telling the listeners who you are, what you do, um, because uh, you've got quite a journey. So mm-hmm. go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Tiffany. I am a wife of several years. I think we've been married for 16 years now. Um, We've been together for 18. We have yours, mine, and ours kind of thing. So we have a few kiddos. Um, I am also a business owner of Infinite Healing. And uh, here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, we'll also be going nationwide here soon, too. Um, what else? I'm a student of uh, master's in counseling, and that's really about me. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I know there's some people that are like, How do you do everything that you do? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I just do it. So, how did okay, well too? Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. so how did you, you, you said you have uh, your degrees in? Uh, social work counseling. counseling I was going for social work yeah and then I switched my major to counseling what's the difference for those who don't know yeah so the difference for me really was um with social work it's all it's you can be a counselor you know being a social worker but um you really focus on navigating the systems to help people become more um connected with services And I really wanted to learn more about the mind and how I can help people rewire their thoughts. And at the same time, I can give them resources because I've had, you know, that, that experience. So I really was looking for more um, classes like on theories and um, just human behavior, how people think, how they um, behave. Uh, why do they do what they do? So that's that's why I switched my major um, because it was more focused on the human being as a whole versus system navigation. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you didn't, now you just mentioned that you have your own business, but prior to that, um, what were you doing? Yeah. So I was helping, I, I was actually a case manager 
for a company here in Green Bay. It was a nonprofit organization and I helped students who were experiencing homelessness. And I worked for um, through a grant and helped them navigate systems. Um, if they came to me and they're homeless, we would talk about, well, how do we get clothing, food, shelter for tonight? And then I'd also have to look at um, not only like the short-term goals, but what they would like to do long-term as well. So I used a lot of like the Maslow's hierarchy in that position mm -hmm. um, because they were at the top where they're at school, they're, co they're college students, but yet they had no um, safety. They had no um, sense of, you know, basic needs. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did with that company. I also worked um, for another program, same company, through Child Protection Services to help families reunify. So maybe they were experiencing homelessness as well. And a part of my job was to help them navigate system and um, just get well and then be able to reunify with their children. So but housing was a big one. And this is really prevalent. I remember a couple mm -hmm. years ago, there was a story that um, I know it was a major publication, whether it was Time Magazine or, or something like that, but the story about this young lady who um, got accepted and went to Harvard, but was homeless. And so this is, you, people mm -hmm. would think, how is that even possible um, to be, you know, on this career path as far as in your, starting off with your education and yet still be homeless? So you've seen this happening and mm -hmm. you obviously worked um, for the, the organization that helped with that. Mm -hmm. are, did that, do you transition to something different now with your own business or are you still doing something like that with what you do? No, I actually, so I started my business last January and I was still working full-time for that same company um, up until May. And then I let go of one of the programs up until the end of August and went full force into my business um, last September. So I couldn't do that, all of that either. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is just crazy. I need to pull back on a few things. And God just kept providing in the business. And, you know, it's a, you take a leap of faith when, when you're changing something because you're jumping into the unknown. So, but I, I wanted to get uncomfortable so that I could expand myself and my family and just really step into my purpose. So, so how, why don't you go ahead and describe your business and, and what it is exactly that you do um, so that we can see the, the, the change from what you sure, were Sure, so like the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I know you and I had talked a while back about my journey, but, um, and if people ever want to hear my story, they can go to my website, um, which I'll give that at the end of our podcast here, but so my journey really inspired me to start Infinite Healing. When I was going through cancer, I noticed that there was a huge gap between the medicine I was taking, you know, with the Western doctors versus like food and supplements and energy healing. So I have filled, I'm looking to fill the gap. I don't want to say I have filled it, but I believe that we get to make choices and be an advocate for our own bodies. And we don't always have to go with what someone else tells us just because they have a degree. And I'm saying that even going into having a degree 
um, with counseling. Like you are your own best advocate. So I started Infinite Healing and we focus on mind, body, spirit. So it's all about mind, body, medicine. And we focus on the whole person, not just a silo part of a person. Um, with Infinite Healing, we have a one-stop shop where if you need some emotional coaching or counseling, um, we can also do focus on the body with the supplements. And then we can also focus on energy healing as well. So we have it all under one roof. And our, our goal really is to help people feel more stable in an unstable, you know, unstable environments. We we're all experiencing this right now, even after COVID. And so, so much, there's so much need for, for this area um, of, of health and, and healing. So yeah, the, my, my story really inspired me to start infinite healing. Um, I just got tired of going to radiation and then you know, immunotherapy. And then my body was failing me, even though I no longer had cancer, um, my body was still failing me and it just did not feel good. And I needed to, um, recover is what I needed to do. So, so let's talk specifics about, because, you know, I, I've heard a lot about this and you're talking about energy healing. Mm -hmm. What does that mean exactly? And is that something that you, dealt with yourself and that changed mm -hmm. how you felt? Definitely. So when I was diagnosed, there were three things that I did immediately. I changed my diet and because your food is medicine. And I'll tell you for anybody who's, who will be listening here, a healthy person has several goals, but when you're ill, what goal do you have to get well? Mm -hmm. So there's only one goal you have when you're ill. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to get well. I have kids, husband, you know, a full life, um, to experience. So I changed my eating habits and I also, uh, reframed my mind. I had many different thoughts that going, that were going through my mind. I was 32. So I was thinking I was, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm dying. I need to find a wife for my husband and, you know, a mom for my kids, who's going to care for them. Um, and I'll joke around with my husband, like, who's going to actually care for you? Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. So I had to get my, you know, shit together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to make sure I was like, okay, I need to change my thinking. Um, so I reframed my thoughts. I actually did a few things more than three things. Um, I also used my hands for healing because I believe that we have the power within us to heal our bodies. And it, I, I believe that I am an infinite being, you're an infinite being. And that's where infinite healing comes from is that we're an infinite being from an infinite God who is energy source. Mm. We are, our bodies are 99% energy. So we can't deny the fact that the energetic part of us, which is 99% needs healing. Mm. We can do medicine all day. We could do talk therapy all day, but we, we also need energy healing. So I laid hands on myself and I asked the Holy Spirit to help me um, become my, become my hands, um, help me heal. And so I focused on the, uh, the cells becoming renewed and overcoming any cells that were not serving my body. 
So there was a lot of focusing on that. And then I also took supplements because our food is depleted just with the the soil that it's um, growing in. So everybody needs supplements. Like we all need something to help the body uh, supplement the food that we eat. So those were actually the four things that I did to help heal my body. And I'll give, I just give glory to God, really. Um, I believe that he saved me to magnify him. And so my business is kind of like a ministry in a sense too. I get all kinds of people that come in, but they, the mo- the biggest question I get would be, is the energy healing Christian? Mm-hmm. And right. Because we're taught that there's this new age belief or be careful. It could be the enemy. Well, the enemy can sometimes live within even. And, and, and even though it's a blessing from God, we might make it look like it's not from God. And so I, I know that, I mean, if you think about biblical times, what was Jesus doing? Laying hands on people. Do we not understand that we still have the same power within us? If God created us in his own image, do we not have the power? And so people need to understand that. It's so powerful to think about that. that way. And I'm going to ask you this question for those, you know, again, can you, you were kind of saying this is if someone is saying, well, I'm, I don't call myself a Christian. I'm not even, I'm not religious. I'm not spiritual. Um, There is no denying the science, right? Behind energy. Um, So if you're curious and saying, what does that mean? And this is a bunch of, and I kind of said this to you before, I think I texted you, said, is this like, you know, woo woo, is this all woo woo? Like, and people are gonna be like, what is this craziness? if you look into it, you will find out, like you said, that that we are made of energy and that the energy, even when you die, doesn't go away. It has to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can take a look at that if you want to uh, investigate that. But I would love for you to go back a little bit and just talk about some specifics. So when because all of us, right, regardless of mm-hmm. where we are, if we have a debilitating, debilitating illness, if we have chronic illness, if we're I don't want to say just because I do, I don't think there's anybody I've met lately within the last two years who says, I'm fantastic. You know, the pandemic didn't affect me. I'm good. Nothing (laughs) changed for me. I made all sorts of money. Um, Everything, everybody I've talked to is kind of like this, oh, just tired, right? Yeah. And I'm the same. I mean, I have a lot of things that I do and I like to just blame it on all the things that I do, but I don't think it's that. I really think it's what we've been going through. So can you um, share with us some of those actual things? Like when you talk about nutrition and changing Mm -hmm. what you're eating, what did that look like? What's a, a real common example that someone could do today if they said, yeah, you know, I probably don't obviously don't eat junk food or whatever, but do you have some actual practical examples? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing is, um, the first thing we, we must do is mindful eating. So we need to be mindful about what we're putting in our bodies. And I'm not saying like I eat perfect because I'm, I don't, Mm -hmm. um, I still get, you know, junk food sometimes. And now that I'm five years out, but when I was in a crisis, you wouldn't catch me touching sugar. Mm. So I think there's a difference there too, depending on where you're at in your journey. 
are you going through a health crisis? Well, then uh, we need to look at getting a scan, um, which is a uh, scan that I use is called Zytoscan, which is created by a, uh, a doctor who studies frequencies. So that's the first thing that I would do is be mindful of what you're eating and then get into get some type of scan so you understand what's what imbalances you're having within the body. And then you could get the supplements that could potentially help to heal the body. The other thing too is there's food testing out there as well. We do that at Infinite Healing. Um, you could get food testing to see what foods are good for your body. Even though kale should, and I do this in air quotes, should mm -hmm. be so good for the body, but some of us, it may be, it may be toxic mm -hmm. for our bodies and we don't know it. So we just need to get information first before we start making all these different changes. Like don't go throwing out everything in your pantry and thinking you have to, you know, go all gung ho, but you, you do need to be mindful of it first and then gather information, do some research. Um, see what your body needs for you. Because like I so, said, everyone doesn't need kale. Right. right. So food testing looks like what? Is that a blood test? Uh, it's a finger prick. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you could, we do that right in our office. You get a finger prick. And um, at Infinite Healing, we actually charge what the company charges us. And then you come in for an office visit. So I love to help people just get well, mm. you know. I, I don't, you know, think that we need to overcharge for your health, mm -hmm. right? Because health is, is your wealth. So we, we need to think of, well, how can we, how can we do that? But yeah, it's just a finger prick. And then we send it in and within 48 to 72 hours, we get the results and it could tell us if you have an allergy to, or a food sensitivity to uh, yeast, to papaya. I mean, all kinds of things, Wow, all, th all kinds of things come up. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So gather okay. information first. Yeah. So that's, so that's wonderful that you broke that down so that people know, cause you know, a lot of us are just like, Oh, you know, eat vegetables and fruit yeah. <laughs> and drink <Nope>. water <laughs> and gee, that's not working. What? And so there might be some kind of food sensitivity. Like you might be filling up on kale and saying, why am I not healthy? Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So then going into that next part that you mentioned, which was the, um, the mind, not mindfulness, the talking to yourself, you know, and, yeah. and talking it out, explain that. How does that mindset need to change? Yeah. So again, that would start with awareness too. So when I saw my husband crying, when I told him I needed to find him a wife, and I know that's really extreme, but it was so real for us mm. in that moment. Um, something clicked in my brain and I was like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I thinking this way? So what I did was on one side of my paper, I wrote down all the thoughts I was having. And the, the more you write, the deeper it gets. So the last one that I wrote as a thought was, I am dying. And so then I, obviously those thoughts didn't serve me and words, I mean, God spoke and life happened, right? So we can breathe life or death over ourselves. So those thoughts that I was thinking, my body knew what I was thinking and saying. So then on the other side of the piece of paper, I wrote the truth. What did I want to believe instead? 
And so I started focusing on those thoughts. I still have things on my mirrors today. What you're not changing, you're choosing. Give yourself permission to set God-sized goals. I have all these different things to help me reframe my thinking. So that's one practical tool that we can do starting today. Mm-hmm. And there, again, with that, there's evidence, right? I mean, if, if anybody has ever followed or listened to um, Tony Robbins, uh, and mm. he just has, and I think you and I talked very briefly about this because I had heard him on a different podcast of, of um, that mindset and how much your brain can control what's happening within you. And I know, again, it sounds almost um, like supernatural or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. as we continue to, as humans to delve in, into all of that, we're learning so much more today about how the brain is able to fix certain illnesses and, mm-hmm. and diseases um, by the way that, like you said, you reframe your, your thinking um, compared to what mm-hmm. we knew even a hundred years ago. Right. So mm-hmm. um, and, and I think in his case, he said, because he has this new book that's out. And again, I'm not trying to endorse him if you don't want to listen to <laughs> but he was like, he's great. Modern medicine is, is starting to catch up. And mm-hmm. for those who again are like, well, I don't believe in any of this stuff or whatever. I mean, it's really interesting that all of this, not all of a sudden, but probably within the last couple of decades that yeah. we in the United States or in North America is, are starting to look at some of those Eastern practices, right. From, from older civilizations and kind of the the medicinal work, the whatever mm-hmm. it is they're doing. So for a real example, for somebody um, that they would get would be like yoga, right? Yoga yeah. at one point was, we didn't do that here, but then yep. now we started to bring it over and everybody is doing yoga. Mm-hmm. And we're finding that it's more than just uh, a space for physical activity or it, it's got so much to do with mindset. So somebody brought this up to me and they mentioned, um, and I I've heard it before. I haven't looked into it called Reiki. Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What do you, what do you know about that? Is that something that you do at all or what do you want to break that down and explain what that is? Sure. Sure. So we may go down a rabbit hole. Okay. (laughs) That's okay. So in 2012, I was introduced to Reiki and I, I uh, got certified level one in Reiki and just during the study of it, um, their beliefs talk about um, like chakras, different um, like chakras within the body and whether it's right or wrong for me, I I don't necessarily believe that we need to put symbols over people in order to heal I don't believe that we need to believe there are chakras within the body in order to heal. I think we just need to believe that God can heal us because we serve an infinite God with no limitations. As humans, we can get in the way of the healing because we sometimes do things in our own strength. So I call it therapeutic touch because I have. I have, I just believe for myself that I don't think that we need to have symbols or 
believe in chakras in order to to heal. And if people do Reiki, like whatever you do is what you do. Like, I don't care. You know, Mm -hmm. I love everybody and anybody. That's my job. My job is to love everyone. And I get all kinds of people that come into my office and they don't even believe in God. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a full faith-based practice, if you will. My job is to love everybody. So that's my take on it is I just don't believe that there are, li- there are chakras that um, we need to open up in order to heal. Um, so if someone, for example, may be afraid to speak up, some people may say, well, your throat chakra is closed. I don't know. I think it could be the fact that you've had some trauma in your life, maybe that or limiting beliefs. Um, you know, how do we get through that? How do we get through the, the neuroplasticity in your brain to create neurogenesis, right? Like new thoughts mm-hmm. so that you can then speak up for yourself. I don't think we necessarily have a closed throat chakra, but if that's what you believe, like more power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my take on it. Like I said, if people do it, whatever, you know, do you, um, I'm going to do what, what I do and that's okay. Like we just need to embrace what everyone one does. Um, but I also know for me, my, my personal truths. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. So when you're doing that practice, um, mm-hmm. what are you looking for in, for that person? So every person is different and mm-hmm. we tailor, you know, our, our, I don't want to say treatment, but our approach mm-hmm. to each person. So when I'm doing therapeutic touch, I am asking the Holy Spirit to help heal this individual. And if I'm in the way to take me out of the picture, because I don't want to limit any type of healing for that individual. I'm just a tool, Suzanne. Like I'm not it. I am just a tool. And the gifts that God gave me is healing and discernment. You have gifts. You have spiritual gifts. We all have some type of spiritual gift. We just need to tap into it and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and run with it. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to heal that person's body. And I'm going to be very vulnerable right now, but I also speak tongues. Like I speak over that person silently though, because I don't want to like scare people. Um, so I do believe in that prayer language for sure. It, it definitely works. I've seen it for myself. I've seen it for other people. And so that's really what I'm looking for is the Holy Spirit to guide the healing. As usual, great conversation, but let's take a quick ad break. Breaking up shouldn't break the bank. Divorcist, the gift registry for the newly single is here for you. Start a cash fund, register for items you need, and show your loved ones exactly how to support you. Go to Divorcist.com. That's D-I-V-O-R-C-I-S-T dot com to start your free registry today. Divorcist, someone you know needs us. Can you give an example of someone, obviously without saying their name, of something that they had an ailment or whatever and that you saw results from what you do? For sure. So somebody came in after an ankle surgery and she came, I would say every three to four weeks after her surgery. And we literally would feel the energy in her ankle 
she, she felt like it was just throbbing when my hands would get there. And, um, and I was touching very, very lightly. And she said, I can just feel the healing happening in my body. Mm. Like it's incredible how the healing just expedited versus without having the energy healing. Um, because again, there's so much there that there's, that is a localized trauma in the body, mm-hmm. right? We have trauma emotionally, but we also have the body that has trauma as well. And surgery is a trauma to the body. So it was a localized trauma for her ankle. So that's what we focused on was we focused on healing the ankle and she felt results quickly. Like this girl is incredible. She's a body lifter or whatever you want to call it, bodybuilder. I mean, and that's how she hurt herself actually was through lifting. And so now she's back lifting. Um, it's incredible. That's just one story. (laughs) Oh, I know. And I bet you have more stories. Um, and you know, when we first met, uh, I knew that like, this was going to be really interesting, right. Regardless Mm -hmm. of where you're at, you're at. So I want to ask you this and you, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but, um, Mm -hmm. let's call it, I don't know what to call it. I'll call it this. And you can correct me (laughs) your spiritual journey. Did that begin later in life? Were you raised a certain way? Um, I'm familiar, you know, with the church. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not to go into how I was raised and all that, but um, t- tell me about that and how that happened. Sure. Sure. So I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I grew up like I had a, a my first encounter was my aunt had given me a children's Bible and like the furthest I would pray to God would be like, as a teenager, can you please take my acne away? (laughs) That was the, that was it. Like that was like surface level relationship with God. And so then I started having some health issues when I was in my younger twenties to the point where I was, I was 21 and on seven different medications one of them including for depression because my body was just not giving me answers it was communicating with me um, by illness but doctors could not find the issue so i think there was potential misdiagnosis which i i now know for for certain Mm -hmm. i had nowhere to turn but god i was like okay i'm looking for healing from the doctors i'm looking for healing from people i'm looking for healing Um, from the world things, I am not getting it. So I turned to God. And that same year, I was baptized. And then I just started to really look into the Bible, it was kind of more religious than relational, Mm -hmm. and spiritual, kind of wanted to just follow rules so I could get into heaven. And after a while, I'm like, I don't know. This just doesn't sit well with me. Like following certain rules. I can't fit in this box. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a human being, so there's lots of error there. And so then with cancer, I really started focusing on the relationship with God. And cause so often I would, I call it trauma bonding with God. I would always be like, God, will you heal my body, heal my body, heal my body. 
And then once he healed my body, I was like, whoa, what does this relationship look like now? Hmm. And so it became more spiritual. And so it was religious, relational, and then now it's spiritual. Okay. It's incredible, like how the different transitions, you know, different things in life take you to a different level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you this because if we were in a conversation out having coffee or something, I would ask you this. Uh, Mm -hmm. So here it goes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So for those who weren't raised in the church, who know nothing about church, and as you talk about using terminology and and names such as God and Holy Spirit and things Mm -hmm. like that, what do you, what is your personal feeling or, or what is your take on people who say, okay, I don't call it, I don't call him it God. I call it mm-hmm. the universe, um, um, a higher power, uh, different names. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not getting into like, you know, in this language, God is called this and this language, but away from even God, mm-hmm. what is your thought with when you hear that is that do you equate that as the same thing or what are your thoughts? Yes. I really try not to judge what people call God. Um, For me personally, I believe God created the universe. Like the God I serve is even bigger than the universe. Um, So I don't think it's necessarily right or wrong. I just think that sometimes we can get so caught up in wordplay that God says, I have many names. And I think our names is one of them. Like your name is one of them. Suzanne, my name is one of them because we were created by God. If God is a creator, right? Like what does energy do? It creates, it can't even be destroyed. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just really try not to judge um, because I don't want to have room for that in my life. Mm. I just want to love people. You know, that's all I want to do is just love where they're at. And people want to know that they are loved. Mm-hmm. What is God? Right. I have asked God so many times, who are you? I am who I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll stop asking because I get too caught up in, mm. in that instead of focusing on the relationship I have. And how my light can shine for God to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like we get so caught up in judging and right or wrong. And we forget the purpose that we have here. The assignment is to love one another. Mm-hmm. It's not happening in this world right now or ever. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, my husband has said many, many times to me, he's like, I don't want to put a label on it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whether mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, you're a workaholic or you're, um, a creative or you're Christian or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. He's like, why does there have to be a label? And why do we allow the limitation of words mm-hmm. and terms to describe mm-hmm. what we do or who we are? Because maybe we mm-hmm. don't have the language for that. But in the right. end, you know, and this is something that I have said a couple times um, 
even in the podcast and, and with different topics is if you stop, if anybody, if you stop and think for just a little bit, um, what is, you know, your, your basic need is to, mm. to be valued and to be loved and to be heard and to be seen mm. and um, for others to know that you exist and that you're mm -hmm. important. I mean, take a look at what we're going through, you know, with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. What kind of person and minus, like, you know, again, there's genetic issues, there's accidents, mm -hmm. there's trauma, there's all this stuff. But let's just say, quote unquote, you're normal and nothing major has happened in your life. But if you were loved on, right? If you were, mm -hmm. if you were immersed or surrounded by people and uh, I guess it really has to be people that showed mm -hmm. you and um, I guess that's another way to showed you that you are valuable and wanted and mm -hmm. needed and not an accident and not like everybody else and that you are, you are here for a reason it's like, have you stopped to think about that, people? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. How different <laughs> is your life if you don't label it that um, just anybody? I mean, because I, I think about, you know, young people and suicides and, mm -hmm. um, as you said, judgment and being on social media and seeing what they think is the ideal, right? Because that person's the influencer. And, and then feeling less than what they really are. And then mm -hmm. sinking into some kind of pit of, I'm not enough. Who am I? Why am I even here? I can't do that. I don't look like that. And then you wonder, why do you think our world is the way it is? Seriously. So, so much hate. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it certainly hasn't. And I know that every generation... So this is kind of just like a more funny story because we're really in this kind of heavy right now. Um, <laughs> the funny story was my husband and I were watching um, uh, like on one of those streaming services. We were watching Saturday Night Live last night because there was a comedian on that we like and uh, two things. So one was they had a skit where they were a whole bunch of people were talking about the pandemic. And, mm -hmm. you know, one couple was like, oh, and for those who don't want to get vaccinated. And then the other couple was like, whoa, like, don't mm -hmm. stop, stop. Where are you going with this? And then someone mm -hmm. would bring up another thing. Oh, and what is it now that we don't have to wear masks? And so does that mean COVID all of a sudden just went away because our municipality decided we don't have to wear masks? And they're like, whoa, mm -hmm. let's not get political. So I was like, that's real talk. <laughs> what they're doing right yeah. there is real talk it's the real confusion of where are we with this because apparently it's still out there you know and mm -hmm. has it might not ever go away so that was real but then the second part was um they had a band on like they usually do I'd never heard of them and the music was it was different <laughs> mm -hmm. and I was listening to it I was like what is this and as, as soon as it was done, I said to my husband, okay, to, to not, you know, I probably sound like a, an old, like my parents back when Madonna <laughs> was on stage. And I was like, that's music. 
like what? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And he's like, oh, it was kind of interesting. You know? And I was like, well, yeah, it was interesting, but I, I, I sounded like such an older generation, right? So that old generation, the older generation or the generation before us will always say, oh, this next generation, they're undisciplined, they're uh, lazy, <laughs> they're, you know, uh, there, who is this Elvis in rock and roll, right? Who is this Madonna right. wearing her brassiere and her whatever? Cones. <laughs> <laughs> and now here's, here I am. Yes. Judging, but just like, whoa. So it, it doesn't seem to be, it, you know, in that case, when you take a look at the next generation and you take a look at the young people in front of us, it seems like it gets harder and harder Mm -hmm. and harder. And the constant um, preoccupation or uh, what has continued to be now the necessity of having that cell phone in your hand to uh, say who you are, right? Because I have so many likes um, on Instagram or followers Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. on TikToks or that validation from people mm-hmm. you don't even know and worse the criticism from people you don't even know right um, how do you deal with all of that mm-hmm. and so this is some really hard work ahead of us i think um, for those people who are raising kids um, mm-hmm. and, and grandkids right because there are a lot of things that are in front of them that we didn't have um, I guess, you know, will there, will, there, will there always be bullies? Yes. Will there always be hatred? Yes. Uh, will mm-hmm. there be judgment and criticism and all that? Of course there is. But now it's on a scale of so big and you're so connected to it every day. You know, talk about trying to heal people. I mean, yeah. you, will, you will never, you will unfortunately never run out of clients. Yes, I know. I tell them that I'm, my goal is to work myself out of a job, Hmm. you know, and as you're talking, I I think about judgment, 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 everything, judgment about, you know, um, and validation, like you had said, right? There's so much, I'm looking for validation. I'm looking, um, you know, to belong. Hmm. And that's actually our, our tagline is you belong here. So my job is to be, it's to create a safe space for people to be vulnerable and undo themselves mm. and become friends with their emotions and embrace them. A lot of people find who they are in our office and it's incredible. And I'm so honored to be a part of their journey. I mean, people come in there with some stuff. Oh, I bet. And Oh yeah. And I cannot be judgmental whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's not who I am. I, can't, I couldn't even be judgmental towards, towards people. Like I literally just sit there, listen, and we talk and I show love. Mm-hmm. And I, I could tell that, tools, right. I could tell that right. When I met you, you <laughs> Good. Know, I'm so thankful. Yeah. And we met in a very noisy scenario, um, celebrating another person's birthday. And so there was, you know, music and talking and all this stuff. And yet 
I saw that immediately, right? So if there's anybody to do this job, I think, you know, you were the right person to do this job. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I much. Give you a hug. Oh, <laughs> virtual hug. <laughs> well, um, let's right. talk about also, because this is again how it started was not only this great conversation with you and, and me saying, you know, you're my people and, and we're certainly going to keep in touch and all of that. For but, sure. Um, obviously, the point of being on the podcast was to hear about. Uh, to learn about new podcasts that maybe that I don't listen to and maybe I should listen to and that others might want to find. I, you know, I really think like when I started this um, podcast, I probably had a top five of the same podcasts that I listen to every week or every other week. And um, with all the commuting that I do, I did, I didn't have enough podcasts to listen to. So um, Mm -hmm. why don't you talk about the one that you shared with me? And I did listen to one episode, which I thought was pretty healing and very pertinent to what we're talking about today, but why don't you let the listeners know about the podcast that you're sharing with me? Yeah. So the podcast that I would like to share is called the whole podcast and it is by journey to wholeness. Um, So it's a podcast where it talks a lot about uh, mental health. It talks about relationships, healing, what does the healing look like? Um, Just a well-rounded podcast about being whole and and finding that wholeness again, or not again, but discovering it. So um, yeah, it's an incredible podcast. I of course, have been featured on it before. But the reason I love it is because there's a program called Journey to Wholeness that I volunteer for for the past, I don't know, five years, I think. And it talks about sharing our stories, getting to the root of our issues. Um, Also, trauma, different types of abuse, um, grief, specifically anger, depression, forgiveness. Um, what is the, what is your identity? So it's an incredible journey for sure. Um, to, to walk through. And when I see people going through this program, the first week you can, you can feel how they're feeling. Um, but then that 12 week, they're even standing straighter. They're more energetic. Um, so, you know, it's just the power of feeling whole and what does that look like? You can't compare it to, to anything unless we have felt whole before. Mm. Um, right. So you, what do you compare it to? So that is the podcast that I recommend for people to listen in on. There's so many great topics in there. And so it is more than just the mind, right? Because I think they were talking about, um, some dealing with like physical ailments as well. And so they were talking about some of that. That's what I was gathering was it's not just in your head or spiritual or anything like that. I mean, it's like, right. it is everything. Yeah. Can you give an example? Do you, Absolutely. could you give an example of one um, episode that you can remember? Yes. So there was one that I did. Um, it was, I think it was, um, how do I live after healing? I believe it's called. Um, so uh, earlier we talked about how I would kind of trauma bond with God, like, Oh, can you heal me? Can you heal me? But then what did it look like? So often 
we can just focus on getting healed versus accepting the fact that we are healed. So we'll continuously ask for it, ask for it, have a desire for it, but not necessarily live in it. Sometimes we need to live in the future, but being in the present, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So how do we live after the healing? Well, what we get to do then is we need to tell other people about how to heal. We get to help other people heal. We've heard the saying before, hurting people hurt people. But I'll tell you, healed people heal people. And that's what we are to do is to help others heal. We reach back and say, hey, I've been there too. This is what I've done. Come along with me so I can show you how to be your best self today and live on purpose with a purpose. So that's just one of them that is that is uh, on the podcast. Well, and that, I mean, that is, you know, very... Uh, very much like, and I, I don't personally know about this, but like Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, you are someone that was going through it, but then got to the other side. And then you're able to relate with those other people and say, you know, here's, here are some things I did. I understand where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. This is difficult. And I think that is something that's, um, is really strong um is to when you find other people who have gone through the hard part and and um been able to get out is to mm-hmm. have people like that around you so because there's something to say about you know okay if that person can do it then maybe I can do it too so and that they right. understand right that empathy of really being able to understand where that person is, because how, like you said, if you've never been whole, how do you know what whole feels like? If you've Mm -hmm. never, um, if you are a counselor or a teacher or whatever, who Mm -hmm. never went through mental health issues, never went Mm -hmm. through abuse, um, never went through whatever. Um, how do you, how do you know, how do you know Mm -hmm. what it's like? So, um, for people who have been hurt and have been healed for them to move forward and help others do that. It's almost like it's like, that has to be your next step. Right. Right. So otherwise we'll reach and we'll look for something more. What's what else is wrong with me versus, versus helping other people heal. Like I I've been through that cycle too. I'm like, Oh, what else do I need to dig up? Nothing just move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, check, just move forward. <laughs> Teach your kids coping skills. Teach other people coping skills. And when things do come up, lean into it, feel it, journal it out, work through it, and move forward. So you're somebody who believes that you can get through anything. Yes. Hmm. That's so reassuring. Definitely. Well, Tiffany, this has been so good. I agree. (laughs) I can only imagine what a session with you, if that's what you call it, Um, (laughs) what that could be like and what you could be uncovering at that time. So yes, please give us, um, and I will put this in the show notes, but give us the links of how somebody, if they were interested in meeting with you and doing working with you, where do they need to go? 
yeah, so they can go to the website, infinitehealingcenter.org, and you can look at the story there. You can also book online. Um, you can also email me at info at infinitehealingcenter.org, or you can give us a call, and it's 920-306-2602. Wonderful. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank I, you. I appreciate you. I can't wait till the next time we'll get together and, and get to do fun things and not talk so serious. <laughs> we it's will though. We'll, we'll talk serious too. You know it. You know we right. Can. I mean, serious is fun too. Yeah, exactly. So all right. Awesome. Well, thank you and take thank care. Thank you. And have a great you rest too. of your day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Hey guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before you go, take a listen to a song by my artist friend, Carl Walkner. You can find Carl wherever you get your music. See you next week and make sure to make time for some podcast therapy. There you are, standing tall With your back up against the wall Here I am, miles away we're destined to meet someday The world is too big to tackle it alone No rush now, we'll find each other Cause everybody needs somebody Each other